Welcome to another episode of the Old Soul Movie Podcast, a show that features backgrounds, reviews, and reflections of some of the most influential movies ever made. And now your hosts, Emma and Jack. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Old Soul Movie Podcast. And today we have a very special one on our hands, one that is a little different, I would say. Emma, how are you today on this fine, fine April day? And do you want to tell everyone what we are doing on this episode? Yes, uh, I'm doing well today. Uh, We feel really good. Uh, We got our first vaccines, so that's pretty exciting. If you get the opportunity to get yours, I would encourage you to do that. And then what we're covering today, what we're doing, definitely a little different. I think it's been really hectic and crazy for Jack and I. And I know we've kind of done a lot of heavier episodes lately. So today we are doing something extremely light and we will be going through our list of books we would like to see adapted into film or visual media of some sort, be it a show or miniseries, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So this is going to be kind of crazy, a little bit all over the place, but I think it's going to be very fun. There are definitely some books that I want to see be made into movies and some that have already been made into movies, but I just think can be done a lot better. And so I'm excited (laughs) to see, Emma, what your picks are, and I'm excited to share what mine are. Okay. Well, for starters, I think we should talk about what book to movie adaptations we do like or have enjoyed. Uh, Do you have any favorites? Favorites that started as a book and turned into a film or otherwise show or something? Uh, Well, it's hard for me to, uh, to choose one off the top of my head that I enjoyed, but there's one specifically that came to mind that I did not enjoy <laughs> that we actually have covered on this uh, this podcast, and that would be East of Eden by John Steinbeck. And for some reason, I don't know why I wasn't able to fully click with this film. I think it's because the actual book, uh, it's, it's longer in nature, like it, it covers a longer period of time. And I think that for the story to have its full sort of emotional impact, it really needs that that first half of the novel that is just missing in the film. So I think that for me, that was probably one of the, the films that kind of jumped out initially as far as ones that I wish would have been redone or done a little bit better. But I think one that has been done well that <laughs> is going to be something that people probably aren't expecting. And for some reason, this just came to my mind randomly, but it was the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch. For some reason, I felt, like that, I felt like that was just very, very uh, true to the children's book. And I think that uh, children's book adaptations could be either really good or really bad and have definitely seen a few bad ones here and there. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a minute since you know I've been in that kind of target age demographic. So um, just pulling from the memory banks, I think that that one is always one to... I think watch around the holiday season. I think it, it holds up extremely well. I think Jim Carrey did a great job in it. And yeah, the, the jokes in it, I think are just, they're, they're, they, they age very well. So I love it. But how about you? How about you? <laughs> What's an example of something that has been done well? There are a few. I would say to me, one of the most 
true adaptations I've seen of a book was the 2003 version of Peter Pan with Jeremy Sumter. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that, so I've read the book, Peter Pan, and it just, they nail it. They, they, they really do capture everything from the book beginning to end. I was super impressed. That's like, that, that's the kid who was kind of everybody's like initial crush, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm sure everyone had a crush on him back in the day. Oh yeah. But yeah. So I think that's a very true adaptation. Another one that I really admire book to movie adaptation wise is The Princess Bride. Mm. Actually, the book and movie, the screenplay for the movie were written by William Goldman. That's a great point. Um, I I have not read The Princess Bride book, but the movie is phenomenal. So Yeah, the, yeah. the movie is great and it, it just translates so well from the book. They're very okay, how do I put this? I saw the movie first and I liked it as is. The book made me have an even greater appreciation for the movie. Uh, It's pretty on par, but the book is more obviously satirical. Uh, And then the movie translation from that, it captures all like the plot elements and you can appreciate the kind of fairy tale aspect, but the book kind of gives the larger context of kind of the campiness, the silliness that you see in the movie. So I think that's really cool that he was able to adapt that himself as a novelist to a screenwriter. Uh, William Goldman also wrote the screenplay for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. So that's a very uh, renowned screenplay. So he's obviously super talented. Really enjoyed that. Um, with Little Women, I, I really like the 1994 version with Winona Ryder. I just, I think that was a really good retelling of it. Uh, my biggest issue is I wish they had just kept one Amy throughout the whole movie, uh, like they did with Florence Pugh in the new one. That was my only, like, grievance. <laughs> <laughs> with mm. that book to movie adaptation. The, you know, there's a bunch. I really liked, uh, I thought that the Harry Potter films were adapted really, really well. I actually think Daniel Radcliffe, having watched the movies and read the books, Daniel Radcliffe perfectly, and I mean perfectly, captured Harry Potter as a character. So I commend him for that. I commend the whole team because that I think was terrific. And the, what's impressive to me is the books age as you age, right? So it begins with a very easy reading level and then it ends in a harder reading level, mature. Movies are kind of the same. I feel like as a kid, kids can watch the first ones. And then as you grow up, the movies grow up a little bit too in content and style. Mm -hmm. So that's another one that I really, there's a, there's a bunch really well done ones. Those are just the ones off the cuff that I would applaud. Right. As, as you were sort of talking, I actually thought about the, the Harry Potter adaptations myself. And I thought the same thing, Mm -hmm. like it was just such a cultural phenomenon to, to go see those films in theaters. And I just remember honestly, like the most packed movie theaters in my memory we're always for the Harry Potter films and especially the fourth one. I feel like it's everyone's favorite. Um, I'm actually, I'm still in the middle of reading that book specifically. I love the third one. Ah. Like you said. 
uh, great. Okay, great. yes, the third one's so good. <laughs> the, the third book, third book that is. Yeah, the third movie's third, pretty good too, book. but the book is like excellent. And so I think the the fourth one was just, I, I think the premise of it too is pretty exciting. And so I think that they just, they captured it extremely well. And yeah, Harry Potter, just great, great adaptations. Very, very strong. And yeah, to have Daniel Radcliffe really excel in that role with so much pressure on his shoulders at such a young age, I feel like that would be so hard to grow up with. You know, that'd be so hard to grow up with. And also I would say, now that I'm thinking about it, I love the Lord of the Rings. I love the Lord of the Rings. I know you're not quite as big of a fan. No, I I like Lord of the Rings. It's just of my fandoms. It's maybe not the highest, but I really enjoy them. And I actually, I'm trying to figure out a time this spring summer where i can rewatch the trilogy again i i do feel like they're very kind of springtime movies and so yeah i i would definitely recommend to anyone else who's who maybe hasn't seen it or needs a rewatch maybe you know it's been a few years maybe it'll hit you different this time around it's it's great you know when you need to just transport into literally another world i feel like there's nothing better than imagining yourself in the shire that's just you know um, just incredible Okay, and on (laughs) wait one more. Yeah. (laughs) Now that we're on the topic of like fandom kingdoms and stuff. Okay, you know I was a teenager when Twilight was (laughs) (laughs) was at its peak, and I have mixed feelings about the entirety of Twilight. But I will say I think the first one really nailed the book, and. I was frustrated with the last Twilight book, the book. I really struggled with <laughs> how something kind of went down in the ending. And the movie version, though, the the part two of Breaking Dawn, <laughs> I went into that thinking, oh, this is just going to suck. <laughs> this is going to be so boring. I was blown away beyond impressed i couldn't have asked for a more satisfying ending to that film experience because i mean it was weird <laughs> the, the ending the the real ending right well I guess the, the book yeah, ending. The, no yeah wait okay so like it is the same ending but the way they deliver it is vastly yeah. different and i way prefer how they do it in the movie it was such a good experience because the movies like there's some oddities with them there's some like <laughs> I don't know, interesting lines, interesting scenes. So it was kind of this weird adventure watching it turn from book to film. Mm. And the last one just uh, kind of nailed it. So. Yeah, it's. I, I do believe it's quite the polarizing experience. You know, I, I, <laughs> I love those movies. You know, if they're on, just, just zone out. Taylor Lautner. Yeah, I mean, I Robert feel like Pattinson. everyone should watch them. I mean, if you didn't go through the Team Jacob team, uh, oh my God. <laughs> What the hell is the other guy's name? Jacob. Edward. Team, oh my God. Yeah. If you didn't go through the team Edward, team Jacob phase, I really do feel bad for you because that was a moment. And I'm sure there's, you know, some equivalent to that in today's day and age that I'm totally unaware of. But oh, I will I know. say that that was, that was fun. That was fun to go through. It was a fun, it was a really fun way to grow up in yeah. high school to have mm-hmm. that part of my cultural experience. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Okay. Well, those were a few of the movies that we that we liked, or maybe that were just kind of notable in our heads as far as adaptations. But Emma, what are some that you would personally like to see be made? 
Okay, where do I begin? This is going to be one of those lists where I, I'm going to leave out 90% of where my heart's intentions really are. Mm. But here we go. I First and foremost, I would really, really like to see a film adaptation of The Shadow of the Wind by Carlos Ruiz Zafron. This book is so good. One of my favorite current modern books, and I know it's I'm not alone. The sentiment is shared by several, several, several others. It's a really good book. Now, if it was done today, I would get really, here are my like picky specifications on it. I would like to see Alfonso Cuaron directing it, but in the style of like, a 1990s a little princess mm. no high-tech cgi nothing digitalized or modern i want this to feel organic and like something that came out of the 90s because i think the cinematography at that time felt natural yet at the same time epic so i would like to see something like that i'd like to see an unknown play Daniel slash several of the other characters, and then maybe get a veteran in one of the other parts, kind of like they did with Star Wars, like cast a lot of unknowns and then cast your Sir Alec Guinness equivalent for one of the older roles. I just, that's what I would like to see out of that movie if it was adapted today. Right. Shadow of the Wind. Yes. What about on your list, what's what's kind of the first one sticking out to you on your list that you'd like to see adapted? The first one I think that stands out on my list that I'm amazed has not been made yet and was in production, was in development recently, but got shut down, uh, was The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. So oh. 1988 novel, feel like everyone's heard of it. Most people know the the general premise of it, but I think just the story itself is very, very simple, but could be told in a very powerful way. I think you already know that a lot of people resonate with the overall message and the sentiment behind it. But I think that, again, like you, I'm not a huge fan of CGI. I think that people are almost a little CGI'd out. They just, I think some people just appreciate, you know, good, simple stories. Or, you know, like there are plenty of movies that are not over, I guess, overly complex with their effects. Like I know Richard Linklater does this pretty well. And I'm thinking of like the before trilogy, just, you know, there's nothing crazy, but it's a very like plot centric movie. And I think that this one could be something similar, like very simple lessons throughout this journey. I I feel like you'd start, you know, in Spain or wherever, and you're just going through the desert. And it's like, I, I could just imagine like the night scenes and, you know, the caravans and stuff. And I just think that, I I don't know if I have necessarily like uh, a cast in mind, but I think that that could be just really well done. I know Idris Elba might've been the alchemist that they were were talking about. Um, But yeah, I mean, like there's, I feel like so many people that could, you know, do that role. And I've always kind of been interested in the, in the way that they kind of talk about the main character in the book. Like, they only mention his name really at the beginning. His name is Santiago. And they never mention his name past maybe the 15th page. And so almost kind of like you have this main character who you're with, but like people rarely referring to him, her by like their 
their name. I think that, you know, it would be kind of cool to see someone be put into that role where it's like, you're, you're kind of more able to imagine yourself in, in their shoes. And so I think that's kind of like the reflective part of the book for me at least. And I think that a movie that's well done in some kind of way, (laughs) obviously, you know, if it's well done, it'll be good. But if it sticks really, I think to like the, the DNA of the book, then it could be pretty profound. So that's one that I would love to see, love to see be made. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's been made already. I just know that, you know, they were talking about the the recent one in the last few years with Idris Elba, but um, that one would definitely be the one that jumps out to me at least. And if it doesn't get made, then I'm definitely going to do my own version of that. So that's my own kind of personal, <laughs> like, conviction getting in there but yeah love it love it what else is on your list any any notables so the next ones that kind of pop up for me and i they've been adapted but to my knowledge nothing as of recent like Mm. in the last decade Mm. last fall not actually like a fall two years ago I read Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, mm. and I thought it was so good. I really, really enjoyed it. It was such a great novella. Definitely read it if you haven't. Um, I think that would be really good. I also think that another or a more modern, not like set in the modern times, but okay. I also think we're kind of due for a, a readaptation of The Picture of Dorian Gray, Mm. I just think that there would be, I think that that would be a really great mirror to hold up to society right now. I think there's so much emphasis on image and what we project into the world. Yeah, Yeah. perception, aging. And I don't know. I just, I think that would be very cool to replace in front of the forefronts of our minds. Mm-hmm. So I think those would be good. And they're, they're both good books, good books. I was going to say the interesting thing about that was I thought that, um, that there was going to be this huge push sort of within the movie monster genre. I, I can't remember exactly what like cinematic universe they belong to. I think it's like the universal like movie monsters, you know? Oh I, yes. Yes. I, yes. I think that, I mean, the crazy Tom Cruise movie in 2017 was what like I initially thought of, but I thought that there was Russell Crowe like as Dr. Jekyll and you know, oh, or Mr. Hyde. No, 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 no. It, like that was going to be the follow-up movie, I think. Cause like oh. they introduced him in that one. But then I think like Universal had to go and re-scrap everything or um, like, I don't know, restructure their, their game plan for the releases, but you might get your, you might get your wish. We'll see what happens with Russell Crowe. (laughs) He'd be good. Actually, he'd be really good in that. Yeah. So that could be, uh, that could be pretty cool. But um, other ones sort of on my list, I mean, geez, the ones that really stand out to me are, I I think that, you know, Avatar, the last airbender, the show from Nickelodeon. I mean, sorry guys, my, my picks are a little childish at times, but um, (laughs) I'm not sorry. Because Avatar The Last Airbender show is probably one of the best shows that I've seen in recent memory where I was so emotionally invested in the ending, like to a point where I couldn't believe it at moments and just how this resolution was going to come. And it's a children's show. So you kind of like expect it to end in a certain way. And it, it does. 
but the way that it goes about getting to that point is just like it's beautiful. Have you seen? Have you seen all of Avatar: The Last Airbender show? No, not all. When I was a kid, I used to watch it. Oh uh, man! But I haven't. I haven't watched it since. Oh, I was young. Oh man. Okay. Well, you you need to. <laughs> but I didn't finish it, so I know I need okay. to finish it too. You, yes, you need to watch the show in its entirety, start to finish, because I've actually started reading the the graphic novels, sort of like the follow up stuff uh, that Nickelodeon produced, and it's it's just as good. Like the graphic novels are just as good. I can see those being made into movies potentially. I know there's a lot of talk about the um the new Netflix live adaptation movie that I believe is coming out pretty soon. And M. Night Shyamalan, his version was maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And <laughs> like, not just the fact that it's like culturally a very insensitive movie, but it's a technically terrible movie too. So it's like, it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. And it, that's kind of a hard thing to accomplish because I feel like I've seen a lot of really bad stuff. And so, yeah, if we can get a new Avatar The Last Airbender uh, movie done well, of course, that'd be great. And then, of course, the graphic novels after. I think it's just, it's a great sort of cinematic universe to explore. And there's a lot of cool sort of deeper lessons that go honestly beyond the child level. I think adults can take just as much away from the show if not more, because they've, ex- oh, God, like I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. Like you just go through so much, like while you're growing up. And I think that it covers like each, each sort of like level of like maybe personal growth or uh, aging. And so, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, highly recommend Avatar. If you haven't seen it, just watch the show. But I think a well done movie would also be really cool. But I don't think it needs to be done just because the show is that good. I would just be interested to see. Um, what about you, Emma? What else kind of jumps off your list? Well, it's interesting that you bring up child-centric movies. Um, because, and I'm a little outside the, you know, the market, the demographic for kids' movies. But I think, I just feel like there could be better quality, more classic feeling kids movies, I guess, that are coming out. And I mean, I'm not, you know, again, I'm not really familiar with some of the films coming out, but I mean, why are we putting, why is the responsibility on Disney to come out with all of these classic films for kids or these new age classic films for kids? There is such good source material out there from books that can be turned into films, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting for that to happen. The kind of number one story that comes to mind for me for that would be Haroon and the Sea of Stories by Salman Rushdie. Mm-hmm. That is a phenomenal, quote unquote, children's book. But I read it as a teenager. I think it has such value beyond the target of kids. Mm-hmm. I think you could just create a really, really beautiful film. Yeah. So that one and its sequel, uh, Luke and the Fire of Light, of course, if if the original is successful enough to warrant a sequel. Um, but yeah, I think that that would be really good. The Phantom Tollbooth mm-hmm. by Norman Juster. Uh, that would be a phenomenal movie as well. I think we're just due for another kids adventure book. And that would be a really great one. Also, there's a really obscure book from my own childhood mm. called 
The Year I Didn't Go to School by Giselle Potter. And I just remember really liking that book as a kid. I thought it was cool because it's about a girl and her sister and they travel around Italy with her family's theater troupe, circusy theater troupe thing. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that would be really cool. Again, kind of in that 90s Alfonso Cuaron style. Uh, I don't know. I think that would be fun for kids to see a different part of the world Mm -hmm. also, like that Italy and... Right. Adventure. So Mm -hmm. that would be really fun. Uh, um, Yeah. Kids books. I just, I wish there was more kind of live action kids content out there. Yeah. Because again, like Disney is doing a lot of animated movies for kids. I wish there was something kind of live action for kids that adults would enjoy. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. And it shouldn't have to fall just on Disney, you know, because then it's almost like you're, you're only getting one kind of type of children's movie. And it's like, yeah, I love Pixar. I love Disney, but I think that there should just be more options out there. You know, like there should be more perspectives because, you know, no matter what, anything going through Disney is going to have to go through a lot of levels of, I guess, corporate, you know, uh, acceptance and we're just, you know, green lights. And so I think that kind of leaves an opportunity for maybe just more experimental children's movies and, uh, you know, just different styles. Like why should we all just have to accept one type of, of children's movie? And so, and I mean, and their live action stuff, they're just remaking, you know, animated stuff at this point. Right. right. And it's in nothing and nothing has hit. And that's the crazy part. Like nothing in my opinion has been very critically acclaimed. Nothing, nothing as much as like the first ones, the animated ones. Right. So DreamWorks, I'm looking at you. You've come out with some awesome films. The Prince of Egypt, Shrek, uh, The Road to El Dorado. Mm. DreamWorks has created so many great ones. I want them to get back on that horse (laughs) and start producing some of that content from back in the day again, uh, because they do a really good job as well. Yeah. Uh, What was the... Oh, God. I'm trying to find this one book, the one with like the balloon. Journey. Journey. Yeah. So... Another one I think that just recently like came to mind was just Journey. That was on my that, list too, yeah, actually. That that book I think could be really cool. Anytime that a book, like a children's book, has no words and it just allows, you know, the the mind to kind of run with it, I think that that obviously gives a lot of freedom for what other stories can be told. And so um I'm also in the process of reading the never ending story which is really, really good. I've heard mixed things about the film, but I really, really like the, uh, the book so far. And I think that you could maybe do something along the similar lines with Journey as sort of what I'm feeling like the, the actual book of the, nev- the never ending story kind of has, where it's just, you know, you're jumping from like crazy location to crazy location. And yeah, that could be just an interesting one to think about. You know what? Just just really quick, you made me think of something with because mm-hmm. Journey is a picture book, and if someone had it in their budget and just wanted to make an artsy project without that much of a return on your investment, I think that um, an adaptation of Carl the Dog, the mm. books, yeah. in in silent picture form, mm. like make it kind of a silent movie with just music in the background. Yeah, I don't know. I think something like that could make a fun short film if someone had the energy to do something oh, yeah. like that. Carl, Carl the dog is great. Carl the dog is great. Um, 
other ones on my list. I mean, I have a few here. I have The Pearl by John Steinbeck, which there is no film adaptation, as far as I know, of. Uh, we also have The World's Most Dangerous Game by Richard Connell, but that was published in 1924. There was a film made in 1932, which you know could be time for a possible readaptation. And then, of course, I personally love The Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury. Uh, yeah, it's a great 1951 one. movie in 1969, but was not not very well received. I think that there are a few kind of I, the funny thing was about those ones, at least, is that they're all kind of short, uh, short stories. And so mm-hmm. maybe even if you make kind of uh, something along the lines of, I mean, we're really big fans of, um, oh my god, amazing what, stories, amazing stories, amazing stories, yeah, with uh, Steven Spielberg. Like if you were able to take the IP and make hour-long adaptations of these stories i think that they're really really strong and it kind of fits like the current business model of today with streaming and making sure you have plenty of sort of episodes uh everything is just very episodic today so i think that short stories are positioned well to i think be made into into movies or just kind of shows and so those are a few that i think would be kind of interesting Well, we are on the same wavelength because I have another short story suggestion to put out there to the industry. Um, Again, I'm not really a big TV show person. I prefer movies and I prefer miniseries and anthology series. Um, I don't know. I just like how contained it is. But another one of my favorite collections of short stories is uh, The Great Automatic Grammatizator by Roald Dahl. Those are such interesting stories. And I mean, I think his other works of fiction became really successful films. You have Charlie and the Chocolate Factory slash Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I know the BFG was adapted. You have Matilda. You have um, The Witches. You, you You have a lot of success from his work. And this is a very underrated gem of his. These are all short stories, but I think you could come out with a cool mini series with it uh i would love to see it headed up by a tim burton because they're kind of creepy kind of weird i just think that would be cool Mm -hmm. so that would be fun definitely and i think that anthologies are very interesting too because the most recent one that i've seen was the ballad of buster scruggs which is on netflix Mm. kind of more western but um excellent i i personally i loved it and i think that i mean that took a bunch of old Western short stories and um, the Coen brothers did a great job with that. And yeah, I think what we're talking about right now could very well be sort of realities. I think that we, we covered, <laughs> you know, like everything from the children level to like adult stuff. And I think that uh, it would be really, really cool at the end of the day to see a few of these come to, to fruition. And it's just fun to talk about, you know, you could talk about this all day. And so I invite everyone listening right now to shout us out on social media. <laughs> Tell us what you want to see be made into a movie. What kind of adaptations you think would be uh, interesting, fun, or cool to see. Uh, hit us up on social media, Old Soul Movie Podcast on Instagram, Old Soul Pod on Twitter. If you like this show, if you want to help us, if you want to support us with the costs associated with making it, feel free to reach out to us on Patreon, Old Soul Movie Podcast. We would graciously appreciate any kind of monetary support you would be able to provide. and. Yes. What a fun little episode, Emma. Anything else before we sort of sign off? Were there any other uh, shows, books, movies, anything that you want to kind of throw out there 
uh, before we go? There are endless, endless things I could probably choose. These are literally just kind of the first things that pop into my head uh, when it comes to things I'd like to see adapted. But in terms of movies to look forward to that are being adapted from books, um, I'm, I don't even know if this has come out yet because I know things were kind of messed up with COVID and movie releases. Um, I'm curious to see how the the new version of Dune will be with Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. I'm just curious because you know what? I read the book and it wasn't my favorite. I didn't, it wasn't bad. I just, I had a hard time getting into it. And I know that um, the last film adaptation they did didn't do super well. So I'm curious to see how this one will be. Um, Any book to movie adaptations that are coming out that you're either looking forward to or not? (laughs) I mean, in complete honesty, I don't think I know many that are on the the radar right now. And so uh, I need to to look around and see kind of what's coming out. I know it's always happening, but yeah, I mean, I think that there's just such a, a unique relationship between yeah, print and then bringing that to life. And it's a very hard task to do because I think everyone imagines things differently, especially when they're reading a book. And so it, it's common to think, oh, like this isn't as good as the book. Like, of course not. It's because you're able to kind of imagine your own sort of world within the words on the page. And so I think that there might not be anything that I explicitly look forward to seeing as a film, but I know that my my reading list is deep. I can't wait to kind of get more into it and hopefully draw more inspiration from from authors because I think that there is a, a very kind of unique relationship between those books and then their adaptations. So so yes, 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 definitely, definitely. Emma, this has been fun. This has been a great time. Very impromptu, I would say. We hope everyone listening right now has enjoyed this kind of casual chat as much as we have. It's very, very uh yeah, brief, brief yeah. episode, but kind of a fun one. And we'll get back to regularly scheduled programming soon. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, thank you all again for for joining us here on the Old Soul Movie Podcast. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Again, feel free to reach out to us on social media, Old Soul Movie Podcast on Instagram, Old Soul Pod on Twitter. And until next time, folks, stay safe, get vaccinated. And we hope you all have an amazing day. And of course, thank you again for joining us here on the Old Soul movie podcast.